Hello and welcome back to Daters Gonna Date with me, Nicola. And me, Roisin. Uh, we're back with another episode today, guys. And look, we're not going to do too much of a lead in, but I think this whole podcast is probably going to speak for itself. Um, I, think, I think this podcast uh, is the podcast that is going to make you shake off any bad feelings you have yourself. And it's going to be the one that kind of, I suppose, kicks you up the ass a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think but myself and Nicola learned a lot from this um, interview that we had with Paula. So look, we're not going to say too much. We're just going to lead in. We hope you enjoy. Um, please, guys, like, subscribe, share, review. Um, Tuning in to Daters Gonna Date. This is your favorite Irish dating podcast where we talk ghosting, pop, bumble, Tinder, bad dates, good dates, and everything in between. Stay tuned for laughs, some tears, and definitely some good stories. You know, every little review helps because it helps us go up the charts and other people see us. Um, but look, without further ado, here is our interview with Paula. So we'll just uh, yeah, welcome we'll Paula. To- welcome Paula to the podcast. How are you, Paula? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for coming on and giving us a bit of time today. No worries. Um, myself and Nicola have both been kind of talking to you on Instagram. Um, you kind of reached out and were telling us a little bit about yourself. So you're going to tell like the listeners just a little bit about your your own story, Paula. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm 33 now. So I'm like in when I was 18 on my 18th birthday. Um, I had the typical um meeting with uh you know the eyes across the dance floor in the local uh, <laughs> culty nightclub, you know, and. Uh, we there was the kiss there was the text of for days and then there was whatever kind of together um really the old school way wasn't it the way we used to do it back in the day like back in the day like when your credit ran out because you were texting (laughs) so much like you know i don't think teenagers nowadays know their credit yeah don't get it and data they just worry about their data and not like their credit on their phones but uh yeah so we were together five six years and like everyone around us like cousins and everything were getting married and well oh you'll be next you'll be next and like he had gone back to college I had you know I was working and stuff and it wasn't just the time for us but everyone was like oh you'll get married you'll get married so eventually we did like eight years together we got engaged um absolutely delighted you know it was the right thing to do you know we planned a wedding for two years planned the wedding for my birthday 10 years to the day after we met, how romantic, you know, uh, yeah, lovely. <laughs> um, May bank holiday, so like it was per- perfect. Like we had a great day, everything, like, you know, everything was great, obviously all the way along. Um, we had the best day and I still look back on it as one of the best days of my life, even though things didn't progress, you know, didn't work out the way that you'd expect them to. We 
were together we were married for that was May so the following March he told me that it wasn't working for him that he had met somebody else and that he was happier there than at home so um, that Whoa. it wasn't working for him oh my god like oh. I yeah so just a Friday night you know completely out of the blue not like it didn't not the conversation I was expecting to be having that Friday night when I was after booking a hotel for our first anniversary because it was like eight weeks away yeah like obviously there were the tears there was the shouting there was the you know are you sure you want to do this do you realize what this is going to do to our lives you know at the time I was very naive I was kind of like you know what what about everybody else not about what about me or whatever I just got myself out of the situation I suppose I just like I went home I suppose that's your kind of first reaction you know the flight kind of thing so it was fight or flight and I'm not really a very confrontational person so I was like I just need to get out of here so headed home and kind of just let myself kind of digest it all and like to be honest actually I think apart from maybe two or three times after that night that's about all I've seen him in the last five years like after 10 years that was like yeah and that was it that was it yeah so um like you know people say oh did you try but like there was no like he had said that night that there was no trying that that was that was that like really I'm not somebody who's going to try and just flog a dead horse like do you know what I mean it's like um it, it would be different if there wasn't somebody else involved, but like he he left. That was a Friday night, Saturday morning. He got up and went and moved in with her, oh, you know, the next day. So, oh my God. I like, you know, what are you going to, you're not going to try and reconcile something like that, you know, like there's no, I wasn't going to try and, you know, like if he can do that once, then he could do it to me again. So I wasn't going to go back on it. So, uh, I don't know. I like the way the people came to you as if, you know, you had you hadn't tried enough there. He came to you out of the blue with a completely new life plan. He planned out for himself without you in it. And people are like, did you try? I'm sorry. How about F off? It's none of your business, you little. Ah, like you, you didn't know. <laughs> exactly. Like. But even the, even the whole the country, like the government have decided for us that you yeah. should try. That was why, like, OK, it's only two years now, but back then it was four years you had to be separated before you could apply Absolute for a divorce insanity, like- and the re- and the reason and the reason for that was to keep the catholic church happy because you know there could be a chance of a reconciliation and we have to try and preserve this but at the end of the day what is like it was a relationship it was a relationship where we signed a piece of paper you know what I mean? like oh okay there's more to that and like i'm not totally against marriage or whatever and i would be open to doing it again and I was open to doing it again and all of the rest but it's just ridiculous that you have like that that the powers that be make you hold on and like make you go through all of these hoops for four years or even two years now I think is still even too long if you know you know yeah Yeah. especially like in your situation because he moved in with with another person like it's not like it's done you don't need two years to think about all of that it's just it's an insane like old school very archaic well, I, I remember years ago when I was probably about, I was still a kid, so maybe like nine or 10, when, they were, when the divorce referendum was on. And I remember my parents were still together at the time and I was so young and I was like, no, I don't know why anyone would want their family to split up and blah, blah, blah. And then my parents split up a few, couple of years later. And I remember being like, when I grew up and was old enough and I was like, why, what? did I want them to stay together unhappy? Like what? Because I had an idea of a perfect family as a child looking yeah. up. And then as soon as we left that situation, I was like, 
that wasn't a happy one. So I instantly completely changed my whole idea around divorce and was like, if it's not a happy one, if, if you both are ready to walk away, it should be when, you, when you're ready, then it's done. Yeah, exactly. And like, you should be open to have your own choices and things like, you know, like we have our own choices in everything in life pretty much. You know, like there's a, you have choices in what, you know, what job you do, what clothes you wear, what, where you go to eat, where you live, all of those things. Why don't you have a choice in leaving something like, you know, okay, marriage is an institution, like that's a real Irish thing, but like, I I believe in it. Like I do believe in it. And, but when it doesn't, when it works, it's fantastic. But when it doesn't work, why stay with something that doesn't work? It doesn't make sense. If you were in a job and you were unhappy, you would leave. Yeah, and there's yeah. no stigma attached to leaving, to leaving a job. It's the same situation. Like, you know, like, I just don't understand. And people put themselves in those rela- in those situations that they don't really need to be in, you know? I actually have so much respect for people who leave relationships and leave marriages, um, whether it's, you know, they're, they're the person who's been dumped or the person doing the dumping in the sense of, not not, not the way your, fella di- your ex-fella did now, but I mean that mm-hmm. it's very easy in country Ireland, especially to be stuck in a scenario. And as you said, it's an institution that people want us to be in forever. And I very much have respect for people who go, this isn't working for me if they've tried everything if they've tried it all I'm like fair play to you you're not going oh, I should be with I have to be with this person just because the church or whoever says it I don't think it should be done the way that you had to do it and how did you pick yourself up after that so I was working for a company that had an office in Berlin and my manager said to me she's like look you have to go through a whole lot of crap there why don't you come and work in the office in Berlin for a while. We'd love to have you over here. So I did that. So like wow. that was smart. So I went to Berlin in June. I gave myself a couple of months just to kind of like tidy up my life, you know, um, sort out the house and stuff that we had lived in together. Like I had to tidy all that up and close it up and whatever. And we were renting. It wasn't, we hadn't bought, so it was fine. But um, I just had to, you know, I had bits and pieces that I couldn't mm. just up and leave like the next day or whatever so I went to Berlin for a summer and it was like the best summer ever just meeting loads of new people new cultures you know not giving a crap about anything nobody knew me nobody knew what I had gone through and I just kind of enjoyed my life and just enjoyed like I was out drinking and partying and everything like like going into work work, going into work hungover (laughs) wasn't very pleasant but um, I did it and like, um, you know, that was the best thing for me, I suppose. I moved to Dublin then after I came. So I moved back to the, I left that job. I got a job in Dublin and I moved to Dublin then um, four years ago. That was kind of when I realized I kind of like it kind of hit me a little bit, you know, so I kind of did the enjoyment, get this out of me. I spent my 20s in a relationship. Let's enjoy the last you know year of it or whatever. When I came to Dublin, then I, I realized that I had like such I had a really low level of self-worth and like, I started dating and stuff like people were like, oh, you need to get back out dating. You need to, you know, start meeting people and whatever. And I did. And I realized looking back on it now that like none of that worked out because I didn't love myself enough to allow anybody else in, if that makes sense. So like I was meeting people and like, I was just looking for somebody to say you're great what you know because I was after being treated so badly, I suppose. And I was looking to be treated better and whatever else, but I, didn't wasn't treating myself that way so 
I couldn't, how can you expect somebody else to do it yeah. if you're not doing it yourself? I did that for a while, like dating here and there and short term, kind of like six or eight weeks with somebody, you know, nothing serious. And then I took some time out and I just went, took some time completely to myself and looked after myself. I joined the gym. I lost four stones. I got my own head in in place, you know, and I dealt with the relationship. I dealt with all of the kind of things that were going on through the exercise, through meeting the personal trainer who's absolutely unbelievable, like, you know, that you go to and you might not even train for the hour that you go to him, but like, it's like a therapy session. So like talking through things and the reason why, you know, I was going for food over, you know, going out for a walk or whatever it was and building back up my self-belief in myself. And to such a point then that I got back out dating and like then when I was like, right, I'm feeling good about myself. And I met a guy on Plenty Fish um, <laughs> and from the moment like that we were both meeting in town, we both lived in Dublin, we were both getting buses to town and we just like stepped off the, on Dame Street and was like, all right, okay. And from that moment, I was like, right, this is somebody that's a bit different and there's something here. You know, you just get that feeling like I had never had that feeling before but I just got that that feeling does exist it does exist (laughs) and I was like there's something about this person so that was like really good like we we met up to go and watch like this was ideal for me like we went to watch the Galway Dublin All-Ireland I can't remember what it was was a semi-final or something like that and we went to watch that and like he had no interest in GAA but he came to watch the match because I had the interest in the match you know like I was like you're a winner straight away if you're going to do that for me like um and then after that so we had kind of said that like because that was giving us two hours and you know if we weren't getting on you could we could have went yeah. our separate ways kind of thing but um it was like no let's go for dinner we went for dinner after dinner let's go for drinks went for drinks we met at four o'clock in the afternoon and we went home at two o'clock in the morning so wow. pretty good first that went well. you know? that went well. <laughs> exceptionally well <laughs> From everything that had gone on, like from everything being, you know, coming from like a really, from the lowest of low after, you know, the divorce and everything, we are, we organized a second date and stuff. And I just thought, you know what, I have to bite the bullet here. I need to tell him what's gone on in the past because if I, I was seeing him as being something that was potentially more, you know, serious than just kind of a short term thing, even just after a first date. And um, I hadn't said anything to anybody that I had dated previously about the divorce and whatever else but we were going through solicitors and I knew it was going to come to court and I knew all that stuff was going to happen on the second day I had to tell him and he was like that's fine I don't like that's not an issue but it's so funny like you know it wasn't an issue for him and we got on really well and I just knew that this was you know what a relationship is supposed to be I thought what I had previously was supposed was that but it might be for somebody else but it wasn't when I met this guy, two years ago, it was more like, I was like, yeah, this is definitely what it's meant to be like. And this is what you're meant to feel. And like, you're meant to like, not want to be apart from the person. You're meant to want to spend like every evening with this person, you know? And that was what I felt with him. And it was like, oh, wait, like, you know, when you get the flutters, when you get a message and those kinds of things, like that was all happening. So it was like yeah. really feeling really good. And he was really supportive about the whole divorce thing and everything else. And like, I met his family and my one thing was like, but what if your parents are like bothered by you not ever like, you know, when we got a bit more serious, I was like, what if they're bothered about like, you not being able to get married in the church because I've done it before I've been divorced and we're not going to be able to do 
do it. And he's like, would you stop? Like, you know, that's, that, that's just not, you know, it, it doesn't bother me. It's not an issue. So it was all going really, really well. And my divorce was due to be done this March. So just March of this year. So the first weekend in October last year, we were over in my aunt's house in London for the weekend. And I had seen a ring in the window of a jeweler's. I was like, oh, that's really nice. And he's like, oh, really? And like, so we had kind of started like looking at rings and we were getting to that point. Wow. Um, especially with the divorce wow. kind of co- coming, do you know? So that was like the first weekend in October. The next weekend, the next weekend, yeah, there was some stuff with friends and stuff. He was, he worked away a bit. And on the Wednesday morning, I hadn't heard from him on Tuesday night and it was a bit strange. And on the Wednesday morning, I was still hadn't heard from him and I rang his work and like I knew there had to have been something wrong because I rang his work like to ring his work to see was he okay wasn't the normal thing that you would normally do like you know you had a feeling you know I had a feeling there was something wrong and found out then that he didn't turn up for breakfast the morning that the morning like on the Wednesday morning he was due to meet the guy he was up in the north with um he was meant to meet him for breakfast on the Wednesday morning at say eight o'clock or whatever it was didn't show up and it wouldn't have been like him to be late they had to get access to the room and stuff and he passed away during the night um so I yeah so like that was the day then like 16th of October the world just came crashing down um, and like we were together since the August before so 12-13 months and like it's crazy because I'd been with say my ex for almost 11 years when he said he was up and leaving mm-hmm. and I was upset but I was like you know I was able to deal with it but this guy that I was with for just over a year my world just stopped and crashed, you know? So like, it just shows that like how much more that meant. You know, length of t- time doesn't have to mean it that. It doesn't mean anything. And I, yeah. I, that one thing was more serious than the other because it wasn't like the, the 12, 13, 14 months, whatever was way, way more serious than 11 years. I kind of know that's, that might sound ridiculous to some people, but it really was, you know? And like, we had shared stuff that like, he told me that he hadn't told anybody else before, do you know, and things like that. And we had set like little goals and stuff for our lives together. Like we were living together and stuff like, you know, which doesn't really happen now that quickly, but like it did happen quickly for us because we knew it was the right thing to do. Um, the part, the, the ideal just comes crashing down, do you know? Um, so you kind of think that you can't go from much lower than being cheated on and being left to, and then, that happens when you just had got back into like a really good place. Thankfully, I suppose I had got my head right and I had sorted like, you know, I dealt with the past before that had happened because it just meant that I was stronger. Obviously, I was absolutely shook to the core and it took, it's it's still not gone or anything like that, but it's just, you, you just d- don't know how to kind of like deal with it. But I suppose having done, having, having dealt with the, the other stuff did help me through that. And I just went into autopilot, you know, like right, what do we need to do? Because I was the one that got the phone call from a PSNI officer in the nor- in Northern Ireland. I was, you know, his parents were oh awarding. So I had to try and get in touch with his parents and his family. And 
I was the one dealing with the coroner's office and the undertakers and all of that sort of stuff. But I'm a very practical kind of like organizer. That's my natural kind of thing. I organize and plan. That's that's just me. I just went into that mode. Do you know, like we need to organize things and we need to plan things and what do we need to do? And that, I spent a week. It was just a weird weird kind of like second like a auto like another reality do you know it wasn't it was like it wasn't real but then it's when all of that stops and when the funeral's over and when all of those people that are there all drift away that then you realize okay I now have a whole other barrel of emotions and like everything to deal with all over again and this is completely different to the last time so I can't use the same strategies again I have to figure out where I'm going and I realized I couldn't do it by myself. Like I just, you know, there's just some things in life that you just can't do by yourself. I'm really lucky. My work are really good. We have an employee, an employee assistance program. And I went to that, through that and got myself um, counseling. Now, six or eight weeks after, it wasn't immediate after. I kind of spent a bit of time trying to sort, you know, my own thoughts out. And they actually said to me, you aren't far enough into the grief process to call to counselling. Mm. So I went to counselling maybe just before Christmas, I think, and talked through some stuff there. Then lockdown happened and like that was, it probably came at the perfect time for me. Like I know so many people really struggled with it, but for me it was perfect because I got, I didn't have to be here, there, or wherever. I didn't have to be meeting up with people because these people were worried about me and wanted to meet for lunch or wanted yeah. to meet for dinner. I had to just be in my own company and I had to process everything I was feeling. And I got out walking and I spent the time kind of like getting through it. And the thing about lockdown could have been that you had to face your grief full on because you couldn't see all these other people. And I know you said they were worried about you, but you probably also were putting on, um, I'm I'm okay, you don't have to worry about me. And it's a face that a lot of us put on when it comes to grief or, you know, breakups or anything like that. And you put on this face so that other people don't worry. But with lockdown, you have to face your thoughts. You have to face your own brain, really, to kind of process things. Yeah, and like sometimes like that just means literally lying in bed only to get up to get food and going back to bed again. You know what I mean? Like, And there were days where I did that, but it was okay to do that. Do you know what I mean? And then there was other days where I couldn't face to be in the house at all because his stuff is still here. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, it's still, like, he's still here. And I had to get out and I, okay, stay within my limits or whatever else. But like, I literally walked as far as two kilometers would get me and walked back again and walked around and around and around and listened to podcasts. And, <laughs> you know, like, and actually some, like, and some of those things that I found have really helped me. Do you know, like, I used to hate going for a walk. Like, I just, I found it the most boring thing in the world. And then I started listening to different podcasts and stuff and found that like, okay, it's like having a walk and talking to your friend, but being by yourself, if that makes sense. So like, yeah. it's like, you know, you've got the company without actually having to talk to somebody. So you're in your own head, but you're still having the chat, you know? And How many times do you try to respond to somebody when they're on your listen to podcasts? I know I do it all the time. Somebody's talking and you go, that's not true. And then you go, oh wait, <laughs> it's just me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I feel like I just came out like, you know, so much more positive and strong. And we had a really tough day yesterday, you know, but I was able to get through it. And... I'm back out the other side of it. And like, I had somebody say to me, and are you ready to date again? Or what are you thinking? And I was like, look, 
I can't say yes or no to that question, but like, I'm going to just go with the flow. And like, if somebody asks me to go for a coffee, I'm not going to say no to a coffee, but like, it doesn't mean that that person's going to replace who I've lost. Cause like nobody would ever replace that person that I've lost. And I'm not trying to do that, but I also know that he wouldn't want me sitting in every single Saturday night by myself or, you know, like he'd be the first one that would kick me bloody well out the door, do you know? So, yeah. um, I have to remember that and like that that's and that it's okay to do that you know yeah so that's probably that's kind of where I'm at at the moment and trying to trying to navigate the whole world all over again and like and then it's like right well when do you tell somebody about this whole situation Uh, like you know without seeming that like you've read some sort of a you know chick lit novel over the summer (laughs) and came up with this massive story (laughs) 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 so sit back till I tell you you all about my uh, (laughs) yeah it's like what are you a writer for EastEnders or what's the situation (laughs) here do you know (laughs) but yeah like um I suppose the thing is like I know that I, I know and I can say it and like and everybody else around me says it as well, you know, that I'm not looking to replace him. I'm not looking to do any of that. But I know that it's going to be really difficult when I go back out into the dating world for guys to get past that. Do you know what I mean? And to like not feel like I'm always comparing them to somebody who's passed mm-hmm. away. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like that's going that that's going to be quite difficult, but the right person will be able to get past that. And that's what I have to keep remembering, you know, like that the person who sees me for me and realizes that like, okay, geez, she is like really strong and she is all of these things will get past, like we'll be able to also get past the fact that I've had the past, had my past and you know, that that's okay. You know, like that, that's not, I'm not comparing anybody to, an ex or whatever and I do think that that's a massive thing in dating like you know feeling that you're being compared to an ex I'm like I've done it in the past like been dating guys and like they're talking about their ex-wives and stuff and you're like oh god you know um, yeah. I hope I'm not like her or you know or geez I actually do like I've had guys show me pictures of their ex-wives and stuff and like you're like I actually look really like her Jesus he really does have a type and I'm like yeah. get out of here quick you know, I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not being a replacement, you know, but um, I would never want somebody to feel like that. And that's not what I'd be going to kind of do, you know, it's been, it's been a roller coaster of like five years. Um, but the positive of all of this that came out of it, I think it was the 12th or 13th of July, the court signed off on my divorce. So I'm officially divorced and I can get married again. <laughs> <Congratulations>. so, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? That's a great thing. It's not hanging over you anymore. Yeah, completely. So like that's gone and like that relationship, like I now officially have an ex-husband. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't before that. It was like, am I married? Am I separated? What am I? I'm now divorced you know like and there's a very clear label on it but actually it was one that was one of the things that I was speaking to the counsellor about like the grief and I was like what am like what am I like what is he he's not an ex yeah he's not my part like 
he's always go is he always going to be my partner that passed away like there's no word like there's no word for that and I know like life is full of all these labels there's no like what's the terminology it sounds strange thing to say considering what you've been through but it is weird because how do you describe because yeah you you could say to somebody when you first meet them they'd be like oh you could say oh listen I'm a, a widower if, you, if you'd been married but now you're like well I was living with somebody and we were thinking about marriage but we and it's very hard like that's a long sentence you want to just give a snappy answer so that you don't get loads of questions exactly and that's it like and that's where like what am I going to do put on a tinder profile oh yeah um partner passed away do you know like yeah. you know and actually the first thing that I have found like that a lot of people they jump to conclusions about what happened and stuff like that and like it was nothing that people jumped to the conclusions about like they were all completely wrong he had epilepsy and you know had an, an epileptic seizure uh, but people have jumped to all sorts of conclusions about what happened and that's not helpful I don't want that to be the case either do you know the counsellor had said to me about the label she was like why do you need to have a label on that and I was like well it just makes life easier when you do have a label. Do you know, it's like, or even for to answer the question, if somebody asks you, are you single? I wouldn't have known how to answer that six months ago. Like obviously back then I, I felt I wasn't obviously because even though I was by myself, yeah, yeah. I wasn't technically single because I wasn't ready to date or open to that kind of part of life again. But now am I single? I still don't know if I would say yes, but... I'm open to dating if that makes yeah. sense you know it's really awkward it's a great thing that the pubs aren't open and that you don't have to like put a ring on your left hand just to keep the lads away you know that kind of a way you, can, you know you don't have to do that yeah it's just a str- it's a strange situation to know as to what what I am right now you know but uh but what I am, I suppose, is a single, independent, strong woman, you know, yeah. and that's you have Very to remember, strong. you know. Incredibly yeah, strong. So, like, that's something you, if you yeah, take anything so, from all of this, is, is your own personal strength, because anyone who went through one of the things that you went through could be a mess. Years later, still could be a mess, and they'd be every, have every right to be. You know, yeah. but you are pers- you have such a personal strength that tomorrow you could be a mess and then you'd be able to pick yourself up back the next day. Um, and you're able to own the fact that you're ready in one way and also not ready. And like some people, and I'm sure you feel this as well, the pressure when people are asking you, are you ready to go dating? nobody knows there's no time on that there's no well you've been squeezing now for six months now pack it up there and get out and start dating there's none of that crack anyone who's gone through what you through have gone through there's no time limit it's just your own personal thoughts exactly that's it and like you know like I suppose the one thing that lockdown has shown is that like it's not nice being by yourself do you know what I mean but like it doesn't mean that doesn't mean that I'm not happy to be by myself do you know like I was happy with him 100% in a relationship that was going to be with somebody forever definitely but I'm also happy by myself and I have to be happy by myself because I don't think you can be like like what I was saying before about the divorce you can't be happy with somebody else if you're not happy by yourself and like even when I was with him we would have had weekends where we didn't see each other because we just needed our own space and time and like I think that's where a lot of relationships fall down that they feel like they have like people feel like they have to be together and see each other all the time to be 
committed and strong and whatever you don't like like if, if you're not comfortable to go to a hotel room for a night by yourself well then that's there's something wrong there you need to be able to do something like that for yourself and like that's something that I would do like I've gone away for a weekend actually since we're able to go back to hotels and stuff like I went away the August bank holiday weekend completely by myself to Cork and like wandered went to a restaurant by myself and just kind of like people watched and enjoyed my own company and you have to be able to do that and even in a relationship I think you have to be able to do that as well do you know like you also have to be able to in a relationship be away from your partner and enjoy yourself and so that all your enjoyment does not tie into this one person because I know a lot of people I know who are in relationships don't go out with their girls or their guy friends anymore or if they do it's for an hour and then they go home and you're like I'm not saying you have to out and go clubbing but like have go to the cinema with your friends or go out for a few drinks with your friends after work because you, if God forbid that, that person left you or something else you are then have to go and start your life over again with no friends because you've lost them all I just don't understand couples who don't uh-huh. life outside the couple that to me shows true strength in a relationship exactly if you can go, these are my friends, I'm going to go off with them tonight or I'll see you when I get home tonight. That's true strength in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Like two people who can do their own separate thing but then come together and bring their friends together as well, I think is a testament to a really good relationship. Yeah. And that's what, I, like we definitely had that and that's why I think like it made, not, not easier, That's like nothing makes this easier but like it just, it's easier to deal with because I was friends with his friends or I, and I still am friends with his friends but yet like we had those separate lives that like I can go back to doing my things like I went to the gym by myself and I went like I went I'd head off on a Saturday shopping and I did, he didn't have to come with me you know like some girls drag their fellow with them going shopping yeah. and they carry the bag get out of the way <laughs> yeah like no like he didn't do that like he went off with his mates you know maybe playing five a side soccer somewhere or whatever and like we had our own lives and it just meant that I had something to go back to you know and fall back on as well as now having this whole new circle of friends with his friends, do you know, which is amazing. And they've been absolutely amazing um, the whole way through all this. And I get random texts every so often from lads, you know, going, how are you today? I'm like completely out of the blue. How are you today? Like no reason. It wasn't like a special date or anything like that. And like, yeah. that's a lovely thing to do as well. But it is about like being your own person within a relationship is so important. And actually when something like this happens, being able to be your own person, it's like, that's what will help you get through the other side yeah. of it, do you know? So like, and it's the one thing that I do say to friends that are in relationships, get yourself away for a night. Like, I'm not with your friends, not with that's anybody else, that. just with yourself and time to think about thought process away from everything, do you know? So, no, I totally, um, totally agree. How did you find people reacted to your, to your story, to your own friends and to new people you meet? You know, your friends, when when your partner passed away, they must have, I just can, couldn't imagine if something like that happened to my friends. They've already gone through hell and then a second new hell has opened up. Were they really good for you? Were they there for you? Or were they kind of like, I don't know how to help? I had a mix of both, you know, so like, I'll never forget, I was in, we were, my mum, like, obviously, she dropped everything and came flying up the road to Dublin, even though she hates driving to Dublin, but she, like, got up and, and came to, to me. And my cousin that I'm, like, close enough to, she rang my mum 
might have been like the Friday. So say he died on the Wednesday and on the Friday we were just about to go and like go shopping for, you know, the funeral home clothes and the funeral clothes and all those things because there's just not the right appropriate things in your wardrobe on occasion like that. And I just kind of, it was little things like, you know, needed new black tights or, you know, like those little oh. things. It wasn't like you were going on a shopping spree, but it was just doing the, the practicalities. And my cousin rang my mom to see she was like and my, my mom was sitting in the front seat of the car beside me I was driving because she nobody else would drive around Dublin she, she, my mom answered the phone and she said and how is she and and my mom was like she's here beside me why don't you talk to her no no no, no I wouldn't know what to say to her and my mom's like she hasn't changed she's the same person just say what you'd normally say like say what you're saying to me to her and then um, people found like so that was like obviously I was there and I experienced somebody not knowing what to say but say it to somebody else not to me directly and mm. um, and I was like but I I know that I would probably feel exactly the same way like I cannot imagine what I would say to somebody in that same situation then I had other friends that like you know dropped everything came to me anything I wanted they were there they knew when to back off and they knew like what they did was they'd text me before they'd ring so like if I was able to talk I'd text them back and say yeah I can have I can talk now or you know no give me a shout later on or whatever it was and like your my phone was absolutely flooded with text messages and like well wishes and you know people there for you and like people did little things like little things that you'd never think of like offering to do your washing do you yeah. need me to do a load of washing for you I'm around the corner from you I've no issue taking a load of washing and I was like do you know what that is something that I never even thought of but that would be absolutely amazing do you know <laughs> or like obviously everyone knows like that food just arrives from like everywhere so like um, curries and lasagnas coming out of our ears for days and weeks um but like it was those little things it was the you know the text from the friends in work like one of the girls that is gets the dart I would get the dart with her she gets on a couple of stops for me said look I'll get the earlier dart I'll get off at your stop we can get on the train together and we can go into the office together for my first day back in, you know, so like that I wasn't walking back in by myself and there were some people from work that came to the funeral, but not the whole office. So it was all those other people then that were like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But I had somebody beside me who was there to like help me through that. And I was able to have the chats about her and my worries about going into the office afterwards. And like people don't think about those things, but, and everyone means the best. And like, that's what I think you have to, I took from it all everyone no matter what somebody says to you or how inappropriate something is it's always meant in a good way like no one's ever trying to be mean or say something inappropriate it's that they just haven't said it in the right way I guess like I know obviously you said kind of COVID in a way has helped you kind of through this grief but like how do you kind of get back to inverted commas and like normal life um well, for me, like I threw myself into life again. Do you know what I mean? Like I, we had a funeral on Tuesday. The following weekend was the bank holiday weekend. I was off and I went back into work the following Tuesday. So like I was off not even two weeks and I arrived back in. They were, were like shocked to see me so quickly. But I was like, I have to be here. Now, I was a complete zombie while I was there. Like I say I didn't do any work the whole that week that I was there. But I just had to get back up and had to like, and like there were times that like that I had to get up from my desk and walk away. And, but what I was so lucky to have was there were such great people in my office and I'm really lucky to work with some really good people that like, 
could nearly tell that I was getting upset and would come over to me and say, right, let's go, we'll go out for a coffee. And it could be like, not a coffee time, do you know what I mean? It might be like mm. half nine in the morning where like nobody would be going for coffee at that time of the day. But like, they knew that I just needed out, that everything was getting a bit too much. And like, people could spot that. And there were like, I, I was lucky that I was surrounded by those kind of people. Then the other side of it was for me that I didn't want to fall back into a rut of emotional eating and like putting all the weight that I worked so hard to get mm. off, putting that back on. I knew that I had put weight on when my granddad had died, he died three years ago. And I knew like one of my things was I had a scone around the time of the funeral and that scone emotionally with me in my mind was a scone is an emotional crutch. It was the thing that like my family were around me when I was having that scone when my granddad died, you know, and all of that. And like, I didn't want there to be that emotional eating after this, you know, this thing. And I was like, I know he didn't want me to go back the way. So I threw myself back into working out. And like I said, the guys in the gym were absolutely amazing. Like I walked into the church the day of the funeral and the two trainers, I trained in a very small, like personal training studio. And the two trainers that I train, like that I train with my personal trainer and the other guy that's there, the two of them were the first people I seen when I walked into the church. Like there they were in their tracksuits. Like they literally had come to the funeral between clients and they supported me through that. And like, it's those people, like they're not just trainers in the gym, they're friends. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it was those things that really got me through. And then I set myself some goals. So like COVID obviously put a little, obviously put um uh, a halt to them all but I had in my head like the first thing was I'd love to climb Kilimanjaro for charity now to raise money for Epilepsy Ireland in his memory but I was like okay Kilimanjaro might be a little <laughs> bit of a push like <laughs> That's you know, for straight the first off. climb start small here you know <laughs> start small start small I decided that we would we set up I set up like a um GoFundMe and I said that we were going to do three walks so we were going to do Crow Patrick because he's got Mayo cousins and I was like there's a nice climb that's like near his Mayo cousins Um, I'm from Cavan his dad is from Cavan so there's the stairway to heaven in Cavan well it's Cavan for Manor um, I'll say it's in Cavan because it's beautiful but no it's actually for Manor um, we were going to do that as well because me and him had done that on one of our first little like mini holidays like we've been on so many breaks and holidays and stuff in that short period of time that was one of the ones we did so we were doing that one and then we were doing Glendalough as well so he because he has Wicklow cousins and obviously all the people in Dublin so we had those three climbs in place everyone was climbing I was throwing myself into the fundraising the organizing organizing you know Hype is vest, organizing sponsorship cards, getting like people together, getting accommodation for people that were traveling to the different places and stuff. And I just kept myself busy to get through, to get through. And then obviously, like two weeks before we were due to do Crow Patrick, Epilepsy Ireland rang me and said, um, I think you should cancel that. We're canceling all our fundraising for the year, or for, you know, for the foreseeable because of COVID. So we had to cancel everything. Um, so didn't get to do any of my clients. Now I did do some of them by myself, like in like afterwards, but it, I needed something active and something that was going to make a positive impact on life in general. Do you know what I mean? And on other people's lives. So like that him having that epileptic seizure di- didn't, wasn't in vain. You know what I mean? Like that's so saving me raising money could potentially help somebody else with research or whatever it was and he was big into all of that like he was like always watching documentaries on different things and trying to like I'll never forget we watched a documentary on on Netflix and it was about a kid having epileptic seizures and it really affected him and I was like okay 
I remembered that afterwards and I was like, this is what he'd want me to do, like to raise money for something, do some good and help somebody else not have the same outcome that he had, you know? So that's what I, I just needed to find something positive to do with my life. And that's kind of where I, the way I went. Now I will get back into that. And like when we can kind of do things a bit freer and easier and we can have our book of collections and stuff I will get back I think we're just going to move the 2020 to 2021 do you know some same dates next year but we will do it and it's great like it's getting every keeping everyone fit his family or do you know or we're out walking and stuff trying to get fit to find Kirkpatrick like because we don't want to be huffing and puffing up but like I know most people can do it most of the time but like a little bit of a level of fitness help it just sounds like you come out of all of this with a much better, like obviously it was, it's incredibly hard what you're going through, but it came out with mentally you're so much stronger than after your, uh, your breakup and your divorce. You went down the traditional path, it seems to be that we all do when, when something like that happens with the eat, overeating and not being active and not helping our mental health. And then something changed for you and you, you saw that that path actually helps you. So when this happened to you again, you realize that exercise, eating a bit better and and motivation, I suppose, uh, giving yourself those goals helps you. Exactly, that's it. And to be honest, it's him that gave me that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm like, okay, I'm doing this for me. Obviously, I'm doing this for me and for my own mental health and my own fitness, and my own well-being. But I'm also doing it for him in a way. So it's like the little things of he'd be so proud. Like somebody just to say that to me mm-hmm. when I'm having a really shit day is all I need to hear sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Or, and not just saying it for the sake of saying it because like people do sometimes say things just for the sake of it. Like yeah. when you know that it's completely genuine um, it just gives you that little pick up and the will to go on and the will to kind of like be strong and to actually, if someone says to you, how are you? And when you say, I'm actually doing okay, that you are actually doing okay and you're not just saying it. Do you know? I, I think as well what people tend to do is not say when they're not okay, do you know, like that they kind of just, if someone says, hey, how are you doing? Like, it's not really seemed to be okay to say, well, actually, I'm really struggling, do you know? Um, and I have done that. And like, I have, like, you know, I have people who I can go to and say, geez, I'm finding it really tough at the moment. And they they just know that, like, they just know what to do. Like, whether that's say to you, right, come on, we need to go for a coffee or we need to go out for lunch or we need to, or just to like leave me alone and not say anything to me sometimes is like the best thing to do. But I think people do need to be aware that it's okay to say that you're not okay as well as being always being strong because sometimes the strongest people are actually not as strong as they appear. You you just you don't kind of know what somebody's going through. And that's why you should I suppose always try your best to be, you know, as kind as you can be to others because you don't know what a person's day or is that been like and what they've gone through. So it's always probably worth just having a little bit of kindness and empathy, you know, towards somebody. Even when somebody's giving out or screaming or shouting, it could be because something traumatic yeah. or awful has happened. And um, you just don't you know, know. I think that's that's what it is. Better, we just don't. Oh, like I had, I had days like walking up the streets. So I'd walk like up the keys, like I work along the keys, and I was walking up like from the train, and I was like, people were walking past, and like, and you're kind of thinking, do you not know what just happened to me? And like, you nearly expect that they should know by looking at you what's happened to you, and that they, you know, but obviously they don't. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and or like even you get upset somewhere, and like people are looking at you strange, and you're like do you not know that this just happened to me? And they're like, of course they don't know. It just happened to you. But 
you just kind of expect them to know to know what you know but uh so I suppose yeah it, it is being a little bit more it makes you more aware of like what might actually be going on in people's lives and that you don't realize you do feel that everyone should know what you're going through but they actually don't and but like you also when you're going through something you have to be aware of that as well do you know like that people will say things that are potentially insensitive but it's just because they don't actually know what's going on in your life um i i, I honestly i was i was so quiet at the start of this because i was so ge- genuinely I'm, I'm not lying to you but like moved by kind of everything you've said and like the strength of you like I can't even I can't believe everything you've been through and you know what you're doing and your positivity and you know the the fundraising that you want to do and I'm just wondering as you the years go by or months go by etc how do you feel about you know potentially dating again or or putting yourself back out there like are you worried are you scared um are you excited and uh, like you know how do you feel about that um like i suppose i'm i'm worried about how people will perceive me for what like because of what i've gone through do you know what i mean and that they'll be walking on eggshells around me and won't treat me as the person that i am i more so that I am the person that whose partner passed away, do you know? And so I need to be, we need to be careful here at what we say to her. That's not the way to treat, like take me for who I am right now. And if I'm not able to deal with something, I'll tell you I'm not able to deal with it, you know? Getting back out there, like I can genuinely say that, like I know that I don't want to be by myself forever. And like, I shouldn't be by myself forever just because this app, like the worst that can ever happen to anybody has happened to me. Like I need to get back out there I need to like you know find somebody I'm sure I will like you know what positive thinking there is somebody that will be their right person that the whole idea of like now I suppose because I've come from there's, there's, there's two sides to it like I've been in that relationship that was bad and that I didn't realize was bad until I got out of it um, and then in the relationship that was absolutely the, per- the perfect relationship and the one that was going to be forever or like what I envisaged like was going to be forever I've had both of those situations. So like, I'm not going to settle for something that's second best. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not going to be the be the girl who just goes along with it because, you know, and if that means that I have to sacrifice some things in life, well, then I will. I'm not going to just jump on the bandwagon because, oh, geez, I'm 33. If I don't start seeing somebody soon and like, I, you know, it gets serious and you know, I'm never going to have children or I'm not going to have a house or I'm not, like, that's just like, there's a time and a place and when it will happen, it will happen. And I I definitely think, like, I've, I've done some Reiki and stuff like that with a girl who does angel cards and I know, it's not for everybody and I know some people go, oh gosh, what is she talking about? But, she, this girl said to me she's like he doesn't want you to be by yourself like he will never want you. like I mean I know that's easy for anybody to say to somebody who's 33 and their partner has died like, like that's easy but I believed her do you know like the spirituality and all that sort of stuff like really hit home to, with me and I'm like yeah no I know that and I know and she said like there's greater and better things coming for you in your life and I was like okay I believe that and I have to believe that every day and whether that's meeting somebody or not meeting somebody whatever is meant to happen will happen and I'm excited to see what that will be do you know and it's just remaining positive and open to that never like my motto at the moment is never say no to something unless there's an absolutely real valid reason to say no like if somebody asks you to go for dinner go for that dinner you know if somebody asks you to go for coffee go for that coffee whatever it might be 
it might be and I'm not talking about even dating but just like don't say no to anything because you don't know when that will be the last time that you'll actually get to go for that coffee or that meal with somebody and but you also don't know what will happen because you've gone for it do you know what I mean so like you're opening yourself up to the universe and that's what I'm kind of hoping to do in the next while and like so far it's been really good and like it's little things like the weekend before he passed away we were going to the cinema and like we went to the cinema every single weekend it was just our thing and um he sent a text out to his group of friends now they would meet up maybe for birthdays you know the odd time like they weren't like a group that they were a group that met in ones and twos but never really all of them together very often and he sent a text out and on the Saturday night and I think it's the universe speaking like you know and they came back and there were 14 of us that went to the cinema that Saturday night like that had never happened before like the only time that there was a group that big was at one of the guys weddings and like we all went to the cinema on Saturday night and there was no real reason why it was that Saturday night over any other Saturday night but it was his last Saturday night and he got to spend it with his friends in the cinema doing what he loved the best you know and his best friend had got engaged that weekend like the night before and announced his engagement when we were at the cinema and like it was just such a lovely night and I feel that like those things happen for reasons so don't say no to things because if if his friends hadn't said no that Saturday night they wouldn't have got to spend that last Saturday night with him so that's the way I'm living my life at the moment. Don't say no to things because you don't know when you're, you know, say no to something could mean that you're going to miss out on the person that's your person forever, do you know? Or it might mean that you might not get to spend that last time with somebody either. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at things going forward. Wow, that's incredible. To have that attitude after everything you've been through is, is fa- it's just, it's really, I can't even think of the word. It's just it's for admirable. me. It's really admirable and it's also really inspirational as well because it shows anybody who is in any stage of either of the things you've been through or isn't and who's just like me who's stuck in a rut, let's say, and go, look, if this person can go through that and have such an amazing attitude at the other side of it and the power of positivity and the gym and stuff like that, it shows that we can all pick ourselves back up from the, the bad times and be ready to put ourselves out there. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. And like, you never know, like, who that person is behind that. Like, if you're on a dating app, like, you don't know who they are. Like, give them the chance. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's like, oh, that could be kind of interesting. And like, you might just have the most awkward coffee that you're ever going to have in your life, <laughs> but it's an experience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I, I, I'm all for have those experiences and nothing, nothing saying that like you go for coffee and you're going to get an engagement ring and the next time you see that person, like that's not, you know, it's not going to happen that way, but you just never know who you might come across, you know? So giving people chances in life, you know, because you never know what one's, what one's going to be the right one. Paul, I just thank you so much for coming on. I think a lot of people who will listen to this will garner so much from it. Even I have, it's <laughs> just listen to you talk. I think, as Nicola was saying, that you can find yourself in a funk sometimes with like listening to you and your story and everything you've been through and how you've come out kind of the other side uh, with the kind of strength and mentality that you have. I just think it'll, even if you haven't been through what you've been through, there's so many things that you've said here today that like resonate with me, even though like, I haven't lost a partner or been through a divorce. But there's so many things you've mentioned, even about your self-worth and all of that. I think it's so important to remember that stuff and kind of 
give ourselves a jolt, a kick up the hole yeah. sometime. <laughs> so like you say, give people chances yeah. and, and, and leap into opportunities and stop saying no and start saying yes. Unless it's, of course, drugs or any of, don't say yes to those kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say yes to the good and positive things that you can or to meeting somebody down yeah, a dark alleyway <laughs> somewhere. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No first dates up the Dublin mountains, lads. Do okay, don't say yes. Me, do, you want, <laughs> do you want to go for a drive in the Dublin mountains? No, thanks. <laughs> Paula, you oh. are amazing. And I, you have given us both, you know, such a positive mindset to think from. And we, we keep saying that we're going to do an episode on positivity. And to be fair, the la- everyone we've had on over the last few weeks has just been true shit and come out positive and you especially have gone through the worst things people can have thrown at them and you're laughing and you're talking about dating and I'm just I want to praise you from the highest praise ever you are amazing and when you're doing all of your things next year in 2021 uh let us know because I like totally want to donate to your cause um to um, send it to us and we'll share and and if anyone does want to donate to Epilepsy Ireland um, who's learned something from this podcast today, please do it and please let us know. And we'll share the text donates for Epilepsy Ireland as well in his memory. So, because you've just been amazing today. Thank you. You are a star. Now you go you. and have a brilliant weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paula. Thank, Thank you so much. You so much. Oh, she's amazing. Like, God bless her. Jesus. Holy shit. <laughs> like, we had to be moaning, Robin. Like, honestly. No, and I, all this week, I felt like, like absolute total shit and she has just totally kicked us up the arse my mind like like what am I giving out about and that's not to like piss on like anybody who's going through it's not that you can't be upset and it's not that you can't be down sometimes but it's just realizing that you have to give yourself you have to pick yourself up yourself sometimes it can't be somebody else that picks you up do you know what I mean sometimes yeah. you have to be the one to kind of like lift yourself up I just feel now um, a lot like I feel a lot better from speaking to her and I feel a lot more positive and I hope that lots of people listen to that and just think yeah wow yeah wow because that's just absolutely amazing and obviously like you mentioned that uh, we do want to talk about um you know, positivity and confidence and uh, self-belief. And that's something we probably will touch on uh, shortly in another podcast. But obviously, if anybody wants to get in touch, maybe they've done self-affirmation or they have, you know, or they have confidence-boosting tips or they have a book that they swear by or, you know, we'd love, we would love, love to hear um, it, maybe try out some of those things yes and then we can see how we get on we will be setting ourselves a challenge and you guys a challenge too so we're going to leave it there and we'll be back with you uh, soon with another in probably two weeks with another episode of Date Is Gonna Date we hope you learned something today alright until next time Nicola bye bye